The family-minded people at Deeks Insurance know what it means to properly protect your family. Whether it's your home or car, the good people at Deeks will make sure you have the right coverage at a great rate. After all, Deeks has been a licensed insurance broker since 1981, or ever since families and minivans became a dynamic duo. To see how Deeks can help you save, visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. My favorite trip was when my husband and I went to Hawaii and we got to feed the stingrays. So one of the things our family really enjoys is camping and just being outdoors in nature, whether that's in the forest or out on the beach somewhere. Over my 11th birthday, my family had the opportunity to go spend a few days at the Opryland Hotel in Nashville. And if you've ever been there, you know it is amazing and it was very exciting. We went uh, camping one summer. at the. It's down at the Bug Museum, which is across from Fort Carson. And the kids absolutely loved the hundreds of thousands of bugs. One of my favorite family vacations was going to the Grand Canyon. And I'll never forget when we got to stargaze at the clear nighttime sky. It was so beautiful. Well, having adventures are some of the best ways to strengthen those relationships within your family. And maybe your adventure this summer is going to be a special trip or something as simple as going on a nature walk with your kids. However it goes for you, every day can provide the opportunities for special memories to be made. Today on Focus on the Family, we're going to be exploring ways that you can have family adventures in a meaningful way with your kids. And your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller. Hey, John, for years, uh, you know this, my family enjoyed camping trips. Gene and I think that was the best thing uh, we ever did to bond as a family. It had some funny moments. I mean, the banging of my head on those slide outs and everything else, or forgetting to shut the toilet valves and then realizing, uh-oh, Something's, Something's going wrong. <laughs> and uh, the kids loved it. They uh, howled and laughed at me constantly, pretty much. And uh, something you alluded to, John, is that adventures uh, don't have to be big. You know, you don't have to get that camper. Uh, we were able to do that, and it was a lot of fun. But you can do so many other things uh, to experience a great adventure. And we're going to talk today about how you can do that. Uh, on the cheap, really. Yeah, and we heard some of the things in that opening clip that are local here. The the, the things bug, that you, the, the bug, bug museum. museum. Yeah, that's that's, that's fun. A fun. We've place. been there. <laughs> there are some great things you can do, and Greta Eskridge is going to help us all think a little bit more creatively about the uh, the coming summer. She's an author and blogger, and uh, has written a book called Adventuring Together: How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids. And of course. Uh, we do have that here at focusonthefamily.ca or call 1-800-the-letter-A-and-the-word-family. And, the word family. and uh, Greta and her husband Aaron have four kids, and we're so glad to have her here. Greta, welcome to Focus. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. It's really good to have you. Uh, for the moms and dads in the audience, uh, four kids, how old are they? They're 17, 15, 13, and 10. What a wonderful thing. I just think that's great. Those great are good ages. years. Yeah. They all are. Of them. It's crazy, but it's good. You've loved adventure, I think, your whole life. It's something yeah. I believe your parents really instilled in you. In fact, you mentioned a rather life-changing trip that you took with your dad. What, what happened? When I was 16, my dad and I went to India for six weeks. Now, what prompted that? I mean, did he just have this desire to do that, or was it a missions trip? Or My dad's a pastor, and he ha- had gone on a previous mission trip to Indonesia, and he had an opportunity to go to India, and he wanted to bring me along and just change my world yeah. and show me 
Jesus in new ways, and it did. And it's a great thing to do. It's one of the things Gene and I attempted to do as many missions trips as we could, and I'd encourage parents to do that. What was that impact as a 16-year-old girl? What impression did it make on you? Oh, gosh. It truly was life-changing. I had such a, a new appreciation for things as simple as a refrigerator, yeah. carpet, running toilets. Ice cubes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was It was just so, so simple things to learn to be grateful and to not take those things for granted. But also it helped me connect with people in new ways, people that, that I would seemingly have no ability to connect with because we were so different. Our lives were so different. We spoke different languages, all of those things. But because we could talk to one another and meet each other face to face, we were able to forge these bonds. And it was really remarkable. Yeah, it's something, and uh, it's a great lesson, definitely. Now, that's a big adventure. Yes, and, it was. <laughs> you know, not everybody can do that for all kinds of reasons. It, it can be a little expensive. But what's your definition of adventure? Because that's mm. all over the map for parents. Yeah. Right. Well, I think one of the really important things to remember about that particular trip was that was my first flight as a 16-year-old. It was my first time leaving the country. It was my first time leaving the state of California where I grew up. So prior to that, we did small adventures all the time, going on bike rides, going on hikes near our home, Um, even taking a trip to the dump (laughs) to get rid of junk (laughs) was an adventure. So, So the adventures can be small. It's not the size of the adventure. It's just the opportunity to connect while you're doing it. It's getting out of the everyday routine that is the adventure. Let me ask you this because it is simple, but it's often outside of our grasp as parents for some reason. It's either our schedule, we're busy, or we don't stop to think about how do we illuminate our kids' world a little bit. Like you said, it doesn't have to be expensive. So how does a parent get into a better place to think somewhat like a child? You know, to think going to the dump could be fun. I mean, by the time you're a parent, you're going, no, that doesn't sound like fun. (laughs) So how does a parent maintain that kind of attitude to say, oh, that could be interesting if I set it up a certain way. Mm, I love what you said about looking at the world like a child. Because one of my favorite things about little kids is everything is wonderful. Everything is fascinating and exciting. Just yesterday, we were here in Colorado Springs, and we went to Garden of the Gods, and there was a little boy. He looked like he was about five, and he saw a big rock, and, and he could step inside. There was like a crevice of the rock, and he said, Let's go exploring. And he was so excited about a crevice and a rock. And if we can have that attitude as parents and we can remember that it doesn't take a trip to Disney World to excite our kids, they can have the opportunity to climb on a rock and it will rock their world. Yeah. Um, yeah sorry, good. I had to do the pun. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like it. I got it. That, that is an amazing gift to give our kids. That, and to step into that mode as a parent, it really... I think lightens our load. We don't have to plan something extravagant. We just need to get down on their level and see what they like and what lights them up. Yeah, and it does take an attitude adjustment, I think, because we get down to the budget and work and all the to-dos we have to do, and you've got to kind of pull yourself out of that intentionally and think about what's a a way that we could have fun this weekend. Let me ask you, uh, in the book, you mention this idea of stretching Mm -hmm. probably both yourself and your kids. What were you getting at with using adventures to stretch yourself? Well, I think that discomfort is something that 
we genuinely and generally <laughs> try to avoid. Mm, but so discomfort true. can be a real gift. I think discomfort draws us to God because we think, oh, I can't do this on my own. I need outside help. I need God. Discomfort draws us to one another because we realize we have to rely on one another. So discomfort is really connecting. It connects us to God. It connects us to each other. As a family, we want that so much. And discomfort also helps us realize that we can do hard things. So discomfort, that stretching is a gift. And one of my favorite things about all the adventures we take is to embrace the misadventure. Like you said at the mm. beginning of our talk here about the things that went wrong. <laughs> and um, they make great stories later. That's what we'll say as a family yeah, when things go wrong. Later. Yes, yeah. like in the midst, we may be like frustrated, but we say it will make a great story later. And we sort of hang on to that as the hope that we yes. can get through. And it always does. We laugh about it later. And those are like, those are the tales of our family, right? Our, our epic adventures that were kind of a flop or really bad in the moment, but they turn into such great stories and memories later on. Yeah, they really do. Um, you had an outside the comfort zone. And I, this one is really interesting to me, the, the bus trip in downtown LA oh, yeah. with other moms and kids. Yes. I was kind of, I winced a little bit with that one because safety, I mean, how do you balance having an adventure and thinking about kids being safe? And what did you do on the bus trip? Well, I think for that particular one, it definitely was a stretching because we were riding like public transportation into downtown LA. On purpose. On purpose with lots of little kids for the first time. What could go wrong with For all of us. What could go wrong? Nothing. Um, But we were all together and we were a big group. So, So I think that that safety helped. It's, it wouldn't have been something I would have tried on my own with a five, three and one year old. And, you know, um, but was, you had a gang of kids. But yeah. We had lots of moms and <laughs> had that we go? did it all together. Um, it was growing and stretching and uncomfortable at times, but also such a valuable learning experience. One of the particular things that was difficult was at one moment on the the train it was just us and a person who was clearly homeless and they were um hidden under layers of blankets sitting in a wheelchair and all we could see was the feet sticking out underneath and um as you can imagine someone who doesn't have access to uh bathing facilities the the odor was strong and it was hard for our kids and we had kids that were five and three and and everyone noticed. And and so it was a moment for us to gather with our kids, all the moms huddled with their kids, and, and we helped them have compassion for this person who was obviously living in really difficult circumstances. But also as moms, we could have compassion for the person and compassion for our kids. How do we handle it with grace? It was a growing experience. Mm. But it was good. Greta, let's uh, talk about technology. That can be a huge distraction today. Here at Focus, we do a lot of programs on technology and the kids' use of technology and, frankly, the parents' use of technology. And, of course, you see it at restaurants. You see it in your home. You know, Everybody's sitting with their own screen and hardly anybody's interacting. How do you recommend we overcome that challenge of connecting as a family and not through our devices? That's one of the the biggest driving forces for why I wrote this book, because I think that uh, we are so distracted. We just live in a distracted and disconnected time. And I think a lot of times technology gives us a false sense of connection because we feel like through social media we're connecting with other people, but it's not a true connection. And so if we can get away from the screens and do something that really – 
fosters that face-to-face connection, we're giving a gift to our kids. We're teaching them that it matters. And I think that when we invite our kids to do something that is um, actually engaging, we're not just throwing down the gauntlet and saying, no more technology, but then we don't offer them anything in exchange. That's not a very, <laughs> that's right. not a very engaging opportunity, well, right? Well, and that takes effort. Right. But if instead <laughs> we say, hey, we're going to go on a hike today, we're going to go experience something new, we're going to do something different, that's an invitation that's exciting in exchange. Yeah. So I think... The technology has a powerful lure. We need to have a powerful lure with the invitation to adventure and to connect in a new way. Uh, In your book, Adventuring Together, you identified some common parental mistakes that we make. You're touching on one right there that we ask them not to do something but don't provide an alternative. What are some of the other things that we do as parents that we need to be mindful of? Well, one of my um, favorites is as parents, we often think as our kids grow up, they reach the teenage years that they don't want to connect with us. They don't want to have that time. And I think that that's just not the truth. In fact, when my kids were little, I would often be at the store, you know, with a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old, I was pregnant, and people would look at me and they'd say, oh, enjoy it now, because when they're teenagers, it will be awful. And I, I used re- to hate that I, comment. Right, and I rebelled against it. I thought, that's not going to be my story. But I knew I had to figure out a way then to write a different story. So as, as my kids have grown and I've reached the teenage years now, I'm in the midst of them, Yeah, I realize they do want to be with me and they want to be together as a family. So as parents with kids who are teens, we often think they need their own space. They, they just want to be with our with their friends. We need to give them that. But I think we need to pull them into us. They want to be with us. Even if they initially push away, they really do want to be with us. So as parents, we don't need to make the mistake of thinking our kids, especially as teens, don't want to be around us. Mm. We need to we need to continually invite them in. Yeah, We're talking today on Focus on the Family with Greta Eskridge and uh, her book, Adventuring Together, How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids. We've got copies of that here at the ministry. Give us a call, 800-A-FAMILY, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Do you worry about tomorrow? Does the future feel uncertain? Is the past too painful to bear? Focus on the Family Canada is here to help, so you never have to walk alone. Every morning, our staff lift up your prayer requests. If your burdens are too much to carry on your own, you can request a free one-time call with one of our counselors at focusonthefamily.ca today. That's focusonthefamily.ca. We're here to help. Financial Moments with Tom Copeland. Many Christians save for retirement, which is consistent with biblical principles. And the advice often given by a financial advisor is to invest with a 30-year time horizon. This is fine with respect to saving for retirement. But as Christians, we should be investing with a time horizon of eternity. So ask yourself this question. What are you doing today with the money that God has entrusted to you, which will have an eternal impact? In Philippians 4.17, Paul said, As you give to God's work, it is credited to your heavenly account. In other words, God is keeping track of what we do for Him and how we invest and use the money that He's given to us. Think of it. Each time you give to God's work, 
There is a credit to your heavenly account, which you and many others will benefit from when you get to heaven. In summary, investing in God's work is an excellent way to convert a temporal asset such as money into something of eternal value. To learn more, check out copelandfinancialministries.org. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Let's get to some practical applications. So say you're a mom and dad of elementary school age children. What are some things I can get started? Okay, they've been too much screen time. They do their homework. That's good. But now they're watching stuff on the screen until dinner. And then we have dinner. And then they do their own thing. And then we hug each other and say goodnight. And I want to shake that up now. So how do I get started? Well, I can think of two things. Um right away for the weekdays or weeknights when it feels harder you think well how could I possibly fit an adventure into that I think adventuring through books is a fantastic way Mm. to um, engage the whole family and you don't need to you don't need to pick a book that you think is going to teach them a lesson you need (laughs) to pick a book that everybody's just going to enjoy how did you know I was thinking that already (laughs) Um, so because that right all parents right right, we've got to make it meaningful and purposeful and it is meaningful and purposeful but the the purpose and the meaning might simply be that we're connecting. And so pick a time that in those evenings when you feel like, how could I fit in an adventure where you read together and you go on an adventure through a book. And I'm telling you, it's a powerful connecting tool to read books together and adventure through books. And then when you have a little more time, say on a weekend or you've picked um, maybe a day off of school, whatever it is, you could plan something else. I think one of the most uh, simple affordable and unique ways to connect is to hike with your kids. We hike together weekly almost as a family. And it Mm -hmm. seems so simple, but there's a really wonderful thing about hiking together. One, you're often away from cell service. So that takes the technology out the the window. You don't have to worry about it. Um, But you're also able to connect in a way that is different because you're walking shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of conversations happen in those moments. Sometimes our kids are not so ready to talk about those deep things when we're sitting face to face and they feel a certain pressure. But when you're just walking side by side and you are engaged with God's creation, your heart is open and it just allows for conversation. So those are two simple things you could do with elementary school students, age students, and you can have adventures easily. Mm. Yeah, and again, it, it we can overcomplicate it, mm-hmm. which is the thing that probably then discourages us from doing it. Right. Rather than just go with something simple. You also mentioned growing your adventures, which I think fits in here nicely. Uh, if you start simply with a hike, how do you grow adventures? What does uh-huh. that mean? And then how do you apply that to your own children now? Well, I think um, you go from a hike to, say, a a weekend camping trip. Okay. And you invite them to learn how to make a campfire or set up a tent, sleep in a tent. I would say even push beyond taking out the camper, go in a tent. That's we did a, that. That's oh, a we good paid adventure, our dues. right? That is, yes. an oh, yeah. adventure, that is an adventure just waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. In fact, what right. changed us was a bear outside our tent. <laughs> then yes. we said, let's get some hard walls. <laughs> that was totally. mama's quick decision for that yes. situation. I agree. And then, yeah, so just take it up a notch. It doesn't have to be you're camping in, you know, a bear-infested woods. You could simply take them camping at the closest <laughs> campground. I would say bear-infested. <laughs> yeah. Your sense if of adventure was off the scale. If there's one bear, if 
feels very festive. I think. I'm a horrible bear. Yeah. There's so, one so maybe start in the backyard outside. with the yeah. fences and no bears. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but but I bet that that bear memory stands oh, yeah. out. We, yeah. The kids so, slept right through it. Right. If there's a misadventure, it's all the better. So I think growing. Yeah. And, and invite the kids into that. Say, yeah. um, what would excite you? How can you take our family's adventures to the next level? What do you dream of doing? And again, I think for parents, and I want to defend parents a bit because our plates are full yes. and we get that, but we're encouraging you to crack open the ideas and the right. routines. We can get into a routine though. Even on these adventures, you can get into that rut that I alluded to. What suggestions do you have for parents to avoid the, the routine of the adventure? I love looking for new places to go, places we haven't been before. So, so that, that create that requires energy from it you, does. and you got to look around, right. and you got to get on the internet you or whatever. Do some right? research. You got to talk to other parents. Yeah. But I think that that finding new places to go, even if they're not far from home, but it's one you hadn't been to yet, or challenging yourself, saying, "Oh man, that's a three mile hike, and we usually only hike one. Can we do it?" Or going to a museum. I know lots of parents. We feel like, especially when your kids are small, like a museum sounds terrifying because if your kid touches that priceless piece of art and all the alarms go off and they look everyone's like they did it it's scary to take your kids to a museum but what if you create an environment where you're just there for an hour and you're giving your kids the opportunity to experience a new thing and that will be stretching for both of you absolutely gene and i took trent and troy when they were little it was some kind of tarantula place I don't think they were dangerous. Now, maybe I should have asked. But, I mean, they were like, you know, they let the kids crawl crawl on their arm. And there are only three or four children that had to go to the hospital. I'm (laughs) kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And the boys remember that to this day. That was one of their big adventures that, you know, hands-on kind of application. Um, that idea of tradition, and I, what I love now and what we've experienced as a family doing the things that we've done is now that when we sit and have dinner together, this is the conversation. Do you remember when? And that was so much fun when that happened. And I think that's the payoff for the parent, Mm -hmm. right? And in that context, you're creating memories that last a lifetime, literally. And one of the the benefits I've felt, and of course, Trent and Troy are not married yet. We don't have grandchildren yet. uh, But it, it, particularly Trent, has really expressed how he wants to create those kind of environments. Mm-hmm. So you're really creating legacy yes. adventure when you do this because your children are going to grow up. They're most likely going to get married. They're most likely going to have children. Right. And they're going to carry on those traditions, right? Yes. I love that. Thank you for saying it because I think we need to, as parents, have a full vision of what our relationship with our kids can be. It's not just for when they're little. It's not just for when they're teenagers. It's into adulthood. One of my most cherished uh, parts of my life is that I still have a relationship with my parents. I love to be with them. I still adventure with my dad. Two years ago, my dad invited me to go on a trip to Greece with him for two weeks. I want to go with your dad. <laughs> you should. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> he, he seems to go to good places. We have a lot of fun. I, I hadn't been... Um, out of the country since my kids were well before I had kids I hadn't gone away from them in two weeks and 
for that long. I'm sorry. I hadn't been away for my kids for that long of a time. For two weeks, it felt like a lifetime. Oh, yeah. But he and my husband encouraged me. They they both said, you need to have this adventure. And even as adults, we can connect with our parents. And I, I just think, I want that for my kids, too. Let's have a full vision as parents of connecting with our kids throughout their lifetime. You know, Greta, I, I keep, and we're right near the end here, but I keep coming back to the attitude of the parent. And this is what it's all about. And there are things when you do these adventures that will trigger you and you've got to relax on that stuff i remember i would just get really intense about setting up the camp and getting things done (laughs) you're the camp manager you know but we get of course we started late getting out of the house pulling the trailer so by the time we got to south dakota to pull into you know whatever camp it's already seven o'clock gene's antsy about dinner we got to feed the kids so can can i get in the trailer and get going okay i'll open up the trailer which i would do connect all the lines and then invariably you know i'd bump my head on everything come back with lumps and bleeding and and uh but you got to relax is yeah. the point i'm making you got to make that fun even in the the misfortune of things that will happen flat tires hitting deer i did hit two deer oh, that was a, another whole fiasco Ooh. with the trailer and but you've got to just take a deep breath and say, okay, Lord, help us to have a, a, a good time even in the midst of chaos. Yes. And that's what you're learning in that. Right. And the kids are going to learn from your attitude there yes. too. So I guess I'm coming yeah. back at the end here to say, speak to the parent's heart about their attitude and what you have to do to maintain a good godly attitude in yes. adventure. There are so many opportunities <laughs> to yes, show are. our kids that number one, we turn to God in times of struggle. And there's nothing too small or too big to turn to him. So it might just be, we missed our exit and I got to figure out how to turn around and get back and say, kids, can you guys pray in that moment? <laughs> that could be terrifying yes, with a trailer. Be. Let me tell you, I've experienced that. So, so there's just so many opportunities for us to invite our kids into relationship with God mm-hmm. and, and into relationship with us and one another as siblings while we are out on these adventures. And we're creating a habit of connecting to God in those moments. We're creating a habit of um, connecting with one another and fostering a relationship of togetherness. Mm -hmm. And in that context, probably the best place to end is how in all of these great adventures do we bring God into it in a way that the kids will respond? I can't think of a better place to get to know God than out in his creation. Mm -hmm. You see his power. You see his creativity. You see his love and his care for us. He's the an artist. And over and over again, I have said to my kids, we get to know God by as a, a creator. We get to know our creator by experiencing his creation. So I think we can adventure anywhere, but I have to say I have a special spot in my heart for adventuring outdoors because it draws us so close to God. I agree. Greta, this has been so good. It has inspired me for this summer. I haven't come up with many creative ideas yet. So I'm going to be working on it over the next few days. And I hope think they of involve what, bears. Yeah, yeah, no bears. I'll try to miss the bears and do other things. But thank you for being with us. Wonderful book, Adventuring Together, How to Create Connections and Make Lasting Memories with Your Kids. And it's true. I'm on the back end of it now with uh, two uh, boys, 20 and 18. This is what our family experience was built on. And I'm so glad you put it into a book for others to learn from. Thank you. And we encourage you to get that book. Uh, we've got that here at focusonthefamily.ca or give us a call, 800, the letter A in the word family. And then we do have a free resource for you on the website. It's a parenting assessment. It takes a few minutes for you to 
uh, fill out, and it'll show you where you're strong as a parent and maybe an area or two of growth. Perhaps adventure is one of those areas you I need to so. grow in. Uh, stop by the uh, the website to find out the seven traits for effectively parenting your kids and how you can grow in that. Greta, thank you so much for being with us. This has been good. Thank you. I've loved it. And I think this book is going to give you some great ideas about making the most of adventure this summer with your children, no matter what their age is, actually. Order your copy of Adventuring Together directly from Focus on the Family Canada. And like I always say, uh, you'll be participating in the ministry. All the proceeds go right back into helping families throughout Canada. So join us today in ministry. Get a great book and contribute. Thank you. And again, our number is 800, the letter A and the word family. Well, coming up next time on this broadcast, ways to orchestrate greater peace in your life. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.